Welcome to the Inner Dominatrix Podcast, the show that gets you stepping into your bold, sexy, fun-filled life. And as always, I have another exciting guest for you. But just before we dive into that, I want to remind you that if you have a topic that you want me to cover on the solo episodes, send me an email, innerdominatrix at gmail.com, or pop into the Facebook group, access your inner dominatrix, and let me know what you most want to hear about. So let me jump over here and introduce my guest. So Monique Cassie is a very interesting person. Her and I had a great conversation the other day, and I love how she, you know, says that she's a recovering doormat. So she really works with people, you know, to get them out of that doormat stage, being able to face the people that drive you crazy. Because no matter who you are, how successful you are, you have to deal with people who drive you crazy. And she's got these great strategies to empower you to stand up and take control of your personal and your professional life and be actually appreciated. You know, it's like she's really appreciated by the people that she meets. She's a speaker, she's a trainer, consultant, a coach, and she's helping to reduce the conflict and increase collaboration. She's got 30 years of experience in crisis interventions, so she knows what she's talking about when it comes to dealing with difficult people. She has accreditation as a trainer in DISC and is a human, human behavior consultant and certified NLP professional coach. So welcome, Monique. I am so excited to have you here. Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me. Yeah, my pleasure. So let me ask you, like you talk about being a recovering doormat. So where, you know, let me, let me just give the audience a little bit of a background. It's like, what were you, when you identified yourself as a doormat, what was going on in your life? Another word for doormat is, uh, is someone who's codependent. And uh, my dad was an alcoholic, at times violent. And uh, so I grew up in a, in a home dynamic that was really unhealthy. And so the coping skill when you're around people who, are, uh, who have undermanaged anger, as I say, um, is to basically become very compliant uh, and or hide under the desk or just like just, you know, you go into your stress responses, your fight, flight, freeze or feign, which is to, you know, fake it a little bit just to, 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 to gain favor. So that's what I had done. I had become this person where I was always trying to guess what people wanted from me. I was trying to give them what they wanted. And, it, and I had no idea what I wanted. In fact, uh, when I discovered, uh, my first 12 step group, it was quite interesting. It was alcohol. It wasn't alcoholics anonymous. It's called codependence of alcoholics. So C O A something like that. It's been a while. Coda. Coda. Yeah. Codependent. <laughs> Coda. Anyway, and I went to, it's been a few years and I went in and I still remember the first meeting that I can't, I came in ACOA. That's it. And I come in and I sit down and there's these people and I don't know what I'm doing there. And they start, to, and, and I'm like the third person to talk and they invite you to tell them, say how your week went. Just how did you feel about your week? And I'm like, how did I feel 
And that was mind blowing. No one ever asked me how I felt. I mean, that didn't happen. I realized I didn't even have words for feelings. I was like illiterate when it came to how I felt about something. So expressing what I needed or how I felt was didn't happen. And I remember the going around the room and uh, and I said, "Can I skip?" And then at the end, they came back and they said, um, uh, "Do you have anything to add?" And I said. If I'm crazy, then so are all of you. And I found my tribe in this room. Nice. And that's when I learned about codependency, and I started to do this journey. And I was working at the, at the time. I, I had just finished working at a women's shelter. So I was always surrounding myself with people who needed help because I love helping people. I was really good at problem solving their problems. But when it came down to expressing my needs, what I wanted, asking someone to change their behavior for my benefit, I was really good at advocating for others, helping other people empower themselves, but not for me. And I realized that I was really disconnecting with the most important part of the person who would advocate for them, which is to help myself. So I did it. It's been a long journey, but, um, and, and it's, it's, I say I'm a recovering doormat because I don't think you ever recover completely, but you can certainly get darn close. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And and what would you say would, you know, were the highlights of the, the tools that you learned to get out of that doormat phase and stepping into what, what works for you? So when, when we are someone who um, is uh, a doormat, let's say, uh, we are in our stress response of flight or freeze. Like we, and what happens is we don't have the words. So if somebody upsets us, we don't even know how to say, hey, stop that. That's upsetting me. It's, it, we freeze. So I had to learn and practice saying scripts and easy phrases I could come up with that were easy to grab. So that when an event happened, I had it. And, and then I could, then I had that, that gave me permission to myself to do it. I felt like it would be appropriate. And if they responded inappropriately, because I had researched it so well, <laughs> I, I knew that I was allowed to say this. Because when you're a doormat, you feel like you have to be given permission to even breathe. And so when, when you have the tools that do it like this, do it like this, say it like that, and you have a model, then you go, oh, wait a minute, other people are doing this. So I spend a lot of time watching other people. Ooh, that person's really assertive. Oh, wow. And then, and then eventually I started saying, how did you know to say this to that person? Or how did you know you were even entitled to say? And, and that's when I got a whole different language. And, uh, Funny thing, when I'm talking, when I'm working with someone in my coaching practice and they say, like, I certainly identify when they say, I don't even know the words for feelings and people ask me my feelings. And I use, we usually study the emoticon, you know, the emoticon chart that you teach kids. Yeah. That's yeah. where start. I say, let's start by getting, uh, you know, developing a dictionary for feelings so that we can express, I feel dismissed. I feel, you know, so that we can start talking about how we felt about that and the mm-hmm. impact on us. And so that's where, that's where we start. We start at the base because I didn't have it. I didn't have it as a, as a child. What, how do you feel? Are you kidding? You're not allowed to have feelings. I'll tell you how you feel. <laughs> so, <laughs> It was, uh, it was something for me to have to express. It was, it was impossible. I didn't even have the language. Yeah. That's where I started. 
Great. I mean, you know, it's so great that it's like to give people those basic skills, like you say, it's, you know, sometimes when those of us who have done, you know, more, you know, more in-depth work, sometimes we forget those basics of, you know, if you don't have any skills or any coping mechanisms, then yeah, it's like you have to go back to kindergarten and learn the basics of what are my emotions? What am I feeling? How do I describe it? And I love that you say about, you know, you giving yourself permission because that's the thing for so many people, even, you know, when I start working with people on that, a much higher level, there are areas where they feel that they don't have permission. And so it's like, okay, constantly busting through that and getting them into a new permission level, new permission level. It's yeah. It's so much fun and so dynamic, the change that it creates for people. And it's like a domino effect because it's like a whole new muscle. But what's interesting is that I find that a lot of coaches, when people come to me and they say, I did try coaching and it didn't work, it's because they started too high. Mm. And, and when people start too high and they don't have the foundation, which yeah. is where I start, I make sure people have the foundation, then we can go up. And I did some work with the chakra work at one point. Mm-hmm. And it was super interesting because people start at like the heart chakra or, or the crown. Ch- like they say, we need to close the chakra. We need to empower you there. But they haven't started at the root. And that's where most of the childhood trauma lies mm. in the root Absolutely. and in the solar plexus. And so, so that's what I do is I make sure that people have a good foundation and then we can work on going a little bit higher. And once they have that foundation, it's remarkable. It's fun because they go, Oh, I got this. And they, 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 and I always make them practice on, I say practice with someone that even if you totally messed it up, you'll still have a relationship after because they always want to go and like finally tell that person off. (laughs) We're not talking to your boss for the next month. You know, we have to start lower and we have to start with simple things. Yeah. Start with your kid. They can't fire you. You know, <laughs> so they still want to eat. So I teach. I I I start. Um, everybody who comes to me, I start by teaching them my four step script, and I just I can do that mostly online. And then we have the same language, and that's uh, that's so they understand the mechanics of how to ask for what you want, how to ask them to change their behavior. And so you do this first, then you do that first. And, you know, and so there's the four basic steps to making a request. And that's where we start. Yeah. It's so important to, for people to realize, you know, what is the right level to be working at? Because I, I often get people coming to me, and, and, and I'm very much a believer of that, that it's like, if you're not ready to work at the level that I work at, then it's not, it's not going to be enjoyable for either of us, right? So when I see somebody who's, you know, that would be appropriate for you, then I'm like, okay, no, go and work with Monique for a little while. And then when you've got that foundation, you've got that going and you you are starting to get your, your legs under you and you want to take it further, then, yeah, then come see me. I'm not an intro person at all. You know, I'm not, you know, third, fourth, maybe even fifth coach that people would come to work with when, when you're wanting to go from, you know, say 200,000 to a million or more, and you really need to make that big stretch in who you are. So, but it's so important to have the foundation. Like it's key. Yeah. They, they, and they really, people become promotable just when they're able to finally speak up. Oh, you know, if they're in a job or, I mean, I, I had, uh, I remember one client where, um, you, you think the toxicity in a workplace is always from the boss down, but it was actually his secretary 
that was oh. so toxic and narcissistic and manipulative that, and he couldn't fire her. She, she had manipulated the situation. <laughs> and so you sit there and you like, you, he, and he didn't even know how to stop the behavior. Yeah. And, ask for something different. So it's, it's interesting when you, when we just get back to the foundation of, okay, you've got to stop that. People don't even know how to say that. Some people are really, am I allowed to say that? <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, and not only are you allowed, you're doing them a terrific service. Because mm-hmm. You're not letting them get away with stuff that's harmful to them and the people around them. So you're, you're actually empowering them to be a better person. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. So, so let's, you know, I, I would love to give the listeners a little bit of some specifics. So let's, let's say they've got a difficult person that they, they need to have a conversation with. Um, what are some examples of some things of how they can say it? Like, okay. how do you? So can you give me an example of what uh, a circumstance that would have happened? So let's go with the boss. We've mentioned the boss a few times. I mean, we either have bosses or clients, but you know, the, the, um, no, I'm going to go coworker. Let's say you've got a coworker who is, they're always offloading their work onto you, making you look like you're not doing their job and yet they're taking all the credit for it and you need to clear the air. You need to, you know, like get things sorted out so that you're getting the recognition. Right. Okay. So, um, when we're working with somebody who's difficult, they're not going to be really open to hearing about your problems. <laughs> it has to be their problem too. So um, here's how it has to work. And I call it the, the RISE system. That's my four steps of my script, my R-I-S-E. So in the first step, we have to review what they did, review their behavior, mm-hmm. the dumping the work, offloading the work onto me. So when you give me this extra work, so that's the R, and then identify the impact. So in this case, the impact would be I'm not getting my work done and I'm not getting your work done properly. And so the whole team suffers. So when you dump your work onto me, the impact is, you know, you identify the impact. The impact is that nobody's winning here. Um, and then you specify the desired behavior. So this is where people get tricky. They tell people stop doing this, but they don't tell them what to do instead. Mm. This is it. So the S stands for specifying what you want instead. So first, so once we figured out what they're doing and how it's impacting, in this case, specifying the desired behavior may be like if we're giving them permission to give us the work, then the problem lies with us. And we have to say, I have made a mistake in saying yes. I'm going to help you. <laughs> I'm not going to say yes anymore, just so we're clear. And, and this, is, this is what has to happen for me to say yes. So we make it really clear so that the team, we all, it's all to our benefit. So we have to just be very specific as to the impact and what they need to do instead. Now, let's say we decide, okay, well, if I tell you that we can advance, uh, blah, 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 and we agree to that, we do have to say, sure, okay, that's what we'll agree to. And then the E is we have to explore the results. So in other words, if you do that, if you give me a week's time, and, I, and then I have time, and I'm happy to, you know, and I have time, and I'm happy to do it because we are a team, then that's great. However, if you don't give me a week, 
it'll be no. And if you, if you, if the problem is more that she's making you look bad or he's making you look bad and putting it the level on you, that's the behavior we need to be talking about. So when you dump this on me and then I can't get it done, first of all, it's my fault. I should have said no, (laughs) right? Let's own what's ours. Mm -hmm. Um, So, so the impact is, is I'm not getting my work done, but I don't like that you're telling people that, you know, so, so I didn't say no. So now I'm going to say no. Okay. And then we have to go through the, the, what will happen if I say no and you bad talk me because that seems to be your pattern. Um, so if you're going to bad talk me, then uh, exploring the results will be that I'm going to tell somebody that this is what our agreement is in HR or whatever. Like I'm going to get somebody in on the picture because like when we are doormats, let's say we're going to use that word here, but um, I don't generally do that. But when we are someone who, who is a yes man and all that, and we're learning new behaviors, I can assure you they will not be happy about it. And they will mm-hmm. make ways and they'll make it harder for you and everything. So we do need to get allies in on our, like with us and say, you know, I've been having a really hard time saying no to this person. I just wanted some, you know, so that we've got a witness and we've got somebody who'll support us. We really need to do that. But in, in terms of speaking to the person, we have to say, this is the behavior you're doing. You're talking about me or you're dumping the work. Uh, this is the impact it's having. I'm not getting my work done and you're talking to, about me to other people, which I hate. Uh, and so you, you have to stop talking about me and you have to start giving me enough time to do the work if I'm to say yes. So if you do that, I will say yes. If you don't do that, not only will it be no, but I'm going to bring in somebody else. So those are the two uh, exploring the results. It's like if you do it, yes, this will this will be great. That's like the positive result. And then if you don't do it, this is going to be the negative result. So, and we have to be really clear when we give somebody a consequence or we, we start identifying, exploring the results. We really need to know that we're we're really going to do it. We can't give people consequences and not follow through. So mm-hmm. make sure about that. Yeah, that's great. Uh, you know, and a great system for you know, having like a blueprint of how do you script it very, you know, it's very clear. And at the same time, I mean, it's, it's brilliant and it's going to take obviously some practice before people can get to the point where they can be that clear, that specific and hold their guns with it. Right. Like it's easy because it's just the R I S E and we do, you know, like there's more to it than that. We need to get their point of view. Like if we say, Hey, you're making me look bad. They go, yeah. So (laughs) they like that. So obviously that's not their problem. We got to make it uncomfortable for them. Right. That's why we need to explore what will happen. Like, you know, I, I, I'm not doing this on my own. I'm, I'm going to tell HR about it. This is a problem. Like your behavior will have consequences. We need to, and we need to follow through on it. Yeah. We absolutely need to follow through on it. It's a promise. It's not a, it's not a threat. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's the thing, you know, it's interesting because I, I always talk about that with people. It's like, that's for me is holding your power. If you're not following through, then it's an empty promise, an empty threat, and they'll know. And then anything you say after that holds no weight because it's like, well, yeah, you're not going to do it anyway. But when we start actually, you know, holding them to it and and following through on what we said we were going to do, then not only are we holding our power, but we're also reinforcing for everyone else that it's like, if I say something, I'm going to do it. And and here's the challenge is that a lot of people don't, like, like, I'll bet you, you never have to threaten anyone. 
I'll bet you don't even have to explore the consequences. That's a rarity for you. What happens with people who have never held their power is they have, they, they can say, when you do that, I feel really bad. And they stop there. Right. And and so when I work with them, I say, okay, now we're going to add what you want them to do instead of it. Mm -hmm. And once we get good at saying, when you do this, I feel like this, or this is the impact. This is what I want. We practice that muscle. Then we add the fourth muscle. And then what's really interesting is when somebody, uh, when somebody's good at it, they only have to say that, that they only have to explore that one once, explore those consequences once. And people go, oh, she means it. And that's it. And, mm-hmm. and they don't have to say it again. And when you, when you see somebody who is um, assertive and naturally in their power, they'll say, when you do this, this is how it impacts the team. Stop it. I want you to do that instead. Okay. And it's like, there's no discussion. Nobody's talking about it because it's like, well, why? What are you going to do? No, there's no, not <laughs> They're like, I don't want to find out what you're going to do. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't need to know. Right. Yeah. Like, but if you want us to explore it, we can, you know, like one of the challenges that I have is I'm a, I'm a caregiver for my mom. And sometimes I've had to have really difficult conversations with the residents. And so I always started with, you did this. This is the impact on my mother. This is what I want to say. So we did that for a while. I said, okay, th- this is what I want. And this will be the positive outcome if you do it. And then the next step was, this is what I want. This will be the positive outcome if you do it. And this will be the negative outcome if you do it. And I can assure you I'll follow through. And then they still didn't do it. And so I followed through. And they're like, surprised. And I'm going, but I told you. (laughs) And so now when I go and I say, this is what I want. Okay, how do you want that done? (laughs) It's like, they know. I'm, I'm like, hey. I can be mean. You know, and I tell them, I, I, I would say, uh, I, I'm a really accommodating person. I'm someone who wants to be collaborative. I don't want to make your life difficult. But if I need to be a bitch to get this done, I'm ready. And they go, yeah, she is. <laughs> you just have to prove that. It's kind of like uh, anyone who's old enough to remember Happy Days uh, with the fawns. The story was that he never hit anybody right uh, in the show and then at one point they said we've never seen you actually cause violence just threaten people it says yeah i just had to do it once and then they knew and then i had a reputation and that's so we're just developing a new reputation to follow through on something and and know that we're willing to follow through yeah yeah fabulous and it's so true i mean even in subtle little things of you know if you have a, a customer service complaint that that is you know it's interesting i'm, I'm listening to you i'm like that is pretty much what I do. You know, I'll call up. I'm like, okay, so this is the problem. This is what I would like instead. And, you know, and then, you know, if it doesn't look like they're going to do it, and it's like, okay, so if you don't do that, then this is what I'm prepared to do. I'm prepared to, you know, do blast it on social media. And, do, and I don't have any charge about it. Like, I don't get all bugaboo. I'm just like, if I need to, like you say, you know, it's like, I can be really nice and accommodating, but if required, you will see my bitch. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Would you like I to meet her? Like, we can go there. We can go there. I can go. I'm I'm happy to bring her out, you know, like up to you. So yeah. and yeah. and when they when they when you deliver it with conviction, like when you really when you like you say, when you're really willing to do that, people feel it. Like they oh, yeah. know, right? They just know. So uh, yeah, I, I often get really good customer service. <laughs> and often yeah, yeah after they offer me things, I, yeah, like, yeah, we can. You know how to get Bell Canada to give you what you want? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, it's very fun. So the, like this is, it's very dynamic and I love how it's so structured mm-hmm. because a lot of times, like I really deal a lot with the energy side of it, but I don't usually have people who, who need this level of, you know, specifics of what do I say? You know, if, cause usually if they're, if they're like, what do I say? I'm like, okay, you're not ready for me. Um, I, I, I want to take it up a notch. So it's great that I now have somebody say, okay, you know, go check this out because this will give you the outline of what to say yeah, and how to structure. And then, you know, and, and then bring in, you know, that energy, right. If we bring in, get, get them standing in their power as well as use, using your system, Bam! Right, like yeah, we can yeah. because it, it is. It, if we don't have the foundation, we just go out like fighting, and then we go, "Wait a minute, that was like it, that didn't even make sense." I was just angry. Yeah, and then we just seem like foolish. So we really need to go at it and say very logically: when you do this, this is what the impact is. This is how I feel. This is what I'm looking for. Yeah, if you don't do it. This is what I'm going to do. Uh, and if you do it, if we're going to be great friends. We're going to get along. It's going to be beautiful. Let's do it. You know, it's very collaborative and, uh, and it works. Yeah. It works even with like really difficult people because it's not attacking. It's very factual. Yeah. Especially when you can keep the emotion out of it. Yeah. And that's hard for people who are, who in their stress response want to hide. So mm-hmm. it's like practicing this before uh, an important meeting, before uh, having to go to HR and make it file a complaint like just being very factual and having a step-by-step and not, and he did that because he's, he doesn't like me. It's like, no, we don't know that. Yeah. <laughs> I just have been having a bad day. So we really need to be practical about, well, what is it that we need to do to change the behavior? Yeah. And just so that it's helpful for him and for you, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Oh my goodness. So, and, and I really see it, a huge application. Like this is, you know, across the board. So if you're a parent, like this is great for parenting, right? I started, I was, I was in youth protection. I was, you know, I worked a lot. I did a lot of parenting groups and stuff. And that's where I started. And I remember teaching this and one parent said, that will never work with my son. And I said, I think really surprised. I said, just try it. And she said, so the thing was, she was going to get him to pick up the school bag because he used to come in and just dump it. And so she's, she had her script ready and he came in and he dumped all his stuff. And he said, I think his name was Matthew, Matthew, when you come in and you dump all your stuff, I feel like you're taking advantage of me because I have to pick it up. And he, and, and before she could get to what she wanted him to do and said, Oh mom, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize you're right. I, I should put it in my room right now. And he picked it up and put it in his room. What just happened to you? <laughs> and he, he told me he was going to backtalk her and he was going to, I said, no, you don't know that. He just, wow. you feel like you're tired. And yeah. I'm tired at the end of the day and here I'm picking up after you and, oh, and you're so right. I'm so sorry, mom. I didn't mean to make you feel that way. <laughs> she said, I feel so empowered. <laughs> I said, did you get to step three? She said, I never had to. <laughs> he did it for her. I felt. <laughs> the funniest thing. I still remember that one because she was like, it's not going to work. Yeah. yeah. And everybody and it did. It took her. Yeah. I said, give us Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember I posted a little while ago um, the story of a, a woman. So at the, at the fireworks Canada day. Yeah. This this woman was behind me, and she had a little four year old, and the four year old obviously was overtired and stressed, and probably had eaten too much sugar for the day or whatever, right? Whatever was going on, but she's just like screeching at the top of her lungs and 
talk, back talking and whatnot. And all the way through it, mom is like doing these empty threats. Like, do you want me to take you home? Do you want me to take you home? Do you want me to like, you know, it's like all this stuff and all these, and, and, and like, you know, all these people can hear you and they're, you know, they're upset and blaming and deflecting. And I'm like, oh, I really wanted to say something, but, but I just didn't want to, you know, it's like, I realized too, that people will do the whole, well, you don't have kids in the way you, like, oh my God, I, I love getting that one. It's like, but at the same time, I'm just like, mom, you're not standing in your power. And by doing these constant empty threats, like the poor thing doesn't know where the boundaries are. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't know where the, like, she's looking for those limits. She's looking to pu- she's pushing for them. Mm-hmm. And if mom would just, you know, it's like, okay, you know, five, four, three, two, one, now we're going. Um, all she needs to do is do that a few times. And then the next time she says, all right, so you got five seconds, you get to the count of five or whatever it is, right? You, you, like I've seen parents when they when they implement that and they're consistent with it, they don't need to get anywhere near one, right? And the kid's like, oh, okay, smarten it up, right? It's funny because whether you're a parent or not, I and I remember with my daughter, I said to her, um, like we, I was talking to a friend, we were there with our kids, and I said, and we said, oh, I said, oh, well, let's maybe in five more minutes, and and I said, honey, in five minutes we're leaving, okay? And she, oh, I said, five minutes. She said, okay. So I let her play for her five minutes. And she says to me, I don't have to tell my children. My children listen to me on the first shot. I said, oh, well, congratulations, you know, whatever. And so anyway, it's like, okay, Crystal, we got to go. Time's up. And she gets off her swings and she tells her kids, let's go. And they went, no, mom. This is hysterical. <laughs> okay. Okay. A beautiful display of power over her children. <laughs> miracle. But I mean, kids, kids, adults, we want to be told what to expect. Yeah. And we just want to know what's going to happen, you know, and then we know. And in her case, she knew five minutes was it because five minutes, she always got a warning, two minutes, five minutes, whatever time I could get. Yeah. But that was what she needed to do that transition. Sure. You, my child. And I, Everybody appreciates that. You know, in five more minutes, we're going back to this or whatever. Yeah. Love that. Who doesn't do. like that kind of certainty in their lives? And yeah. so, yeah. So by, by giving people the information they need, or as I say, the data they need to give you what you want, we can really have a much easier going relationship. It just uh. works better because I know what you want. I know what you need. Do people really go out of their way to, you know, just be bitches and jerks? No. I mean, that people need the information they need. Sometimes they, they need to be clocked over the head a little harder because they just, you know, but everybody, if we give them what they need to know, like most people want to be in good relationship with you. Yeah. Especially if it's a relationship, like, a, you know, I don't think we get up in the morning and say, let's see if I can drive my husband or my children crazy today, right? We really <laughs> we need to give them, and they're not getting up saying, I wonder if I can make mom nuts, you know? So, like, <laughs> maybe they do a bit, but... but <laughs> it's <laughs> up for debate but but the thing is is we just need to give people the information they need the boundaries so that they know where they are yeah yeah and then yeah. and then they're ready for the world when we raise our kids and we don't teach them boundaries you think a boss is going to say oh but she's such a nice kid and i she's got a good heart you know so we'll just let her do what she wants no yeah no <laughs> we got them for the world so it means being yeah. a bitchy mom sometimes you know I love it. Oh, this has been fantastic. Such great information for people. Yeah. So where can people find you, get some more goodies and, you know, discover more about you? So this actually, this script, I call it the results accelerator. Ask for what you want. Cheat sheet. <laughs> Long words to say. <laughs> 
four-step script. And if you go right on my website, it's just my name. It's Monique, like the French version, M-O-N-I-Q-U-E-K-C, but it's spelled C-A-I-S-S-I-E because I have two I's, two C's, so I have two I's. <laughs> so C-A-I-S-S-I-E, and you go in there, and right on the home page, there's like three icons, and the one on the left has that a link to that cheat sheet. So Beautiful. It's on all my pages, too. Yeah, and we'll have all the links in the show notes as well for people to, to do an auto click and And easier great though the sheet is great because it gives you the script but I also give you worksheets and stuff along the way to really be able to implement them so even without ever meeting me you're going to have a better tool in your toolbox fantastic yeah so I'm sure the listeners are going to run over there and grab that free download because that is a handy handy resource to have you know when you're not actually listening to this podcast it is it fits in your wallet (laughs) it's in your wallet even better look at that you can take it with you anywhere you go perfect so thank you so much for coming on the show thank you thanks dana thanks for tuning in to the inner dominatrix the show that lets you step into your bold sexy fun-filled life if you enjoyed this episode i would love for you to tell your friends about it and if you're ready own your inner dominatrix then hop over to my website innerdominatrix.com and let's have a conversation to get you rocking your bold sexy fun-filled life